I'm Heather. And I'm Brooke. We're two mompreneurs and friends for almost 10 years who've watched each other go from single AF to married with child. Soon to be children. Tune in every Wednesday to hear us and our lovely guests dish about motherhood, entrepreneurship, relationships, and tips on how we try to balance it all. We're ready to let it all hang out. Yes, all of it. The pretty, the messy, the too tight for our skinny jeans. If only for a good therapeutic laugh or cry. Hashtag real talk. Welcome to a space for soul. We're excited to share ours with you. Hello, hello. We are back and I'm so excited to introduce our guest today. This is a guest podcast. Um, for those of us joining, um, this is Heather and Brooke is my co-host for A Space for Soul. Um, we hello. created Soul Space. <laughs> hello, hello. There she is. Um, created Soul Space um, as a women's collective. We want to support all those mompreneurs out there. Um, so we really focus on talking about four categories entrepreneurship, relationships, motherhood, and womanhood. So today, I'm really excited to introduce my business coach, um, who is an intuitive business and spiritual mentor. Um, I've known her for years. We actually met through um, Twitter, for all you youngins, that is the cool Instagram back in the day, at a tweet up (laughs) where we met IRL and fell in love with friends and basically have touch points along the way through both of our careers. Um, And finally, this year, I was able to work with her one on one, which has been amazing. So Danielle Dowling, are you there? I am. And I'm so (laughs) thrilled to be here with you guys and to connect. And um, I'm looking forward to all the juicy conversations. Yay, we're so excited. I'm excited because Heather and I obviously talk all the time. In real life, aren't, well, not, these days not in real life, but on the phone, on Instagram. <laughs> not presently. <laughs> I've heard so many great things about you and actually how this episode came about, too, is someone, um, we've had some people reach out, curious to hear, like, from Heather's business coach and us go into this topic more. So we're really glad to have you. And I can say that I'm already going to love you because I'm a mama of an Aiden, too. So you oh, and I have the Aiden. So, <laughs> um, Yeah. Yes, yes. I would I would say there's no um, better business or life mentor than a child. <laughs> oh, you can say that again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely just, true. Yeah, I feel like at least for me, I I only have Aiden. I'm a mama of just one, and and that makes my husband and I really happy. So we're one and done. And he's uh, yeah. three years old now. He's a little beyond three. Um, and I had Aiden when I was forty, so I had Aiden later in life I think it's fair to say that that's later in life pretty much by the skin of my teeth and um (laughs) for me (laughs) for me I you know as compared to all the school I've been to in in my life and all the years that I have lived I feel like and I know that Aiden has been the most and mothering him has been the most significant mentor if you will in my life like Mm. he's been my life coach because there's he's just a mirror he's just a mirror to you know all of my stuff it's like uh, you get to see in all the ways that you're triggered or in all the ways where your heart is not as open as it maybe could be right um or where you're mentally shutting down and it's been such an opportunity for me to see that (laughs) about myself (laughs) And um, quite frankly, choose to expand into, you know, a more compassionate, loving, um, patient, tempered version of myself. So, oh, yeah. I love it. And I think so many of our mamas can relate to that. Um, you know, most of our uh, listeners are moms themselves, but or, you know, looking to be moms. So I think that's so relatable. Um, let's go into talking about you more and your background yeah. and your business and just really how did you get into coaching? We're really interested to hear about yeah. that. <laughs> so, um, so I always like to make this joke. I think it's on my website somewhere that I, ha- I believe I've been helping people make meaningful changes in their lives since the- before I was old enough to like order a glass of Pinot Grigio. So 
I mean, if that just tells you like how far back I feel like I've been doing and practicing a version of what I'm doing today, maybe that, you know, gives a sense of, it just feels like eons. So I, you know, in one form or the other, um, I've been in this role and capacity um, within myself and for myself first and foremost, but then with whomever's been in my life. So it reaches back really far. Um, and, and it feels and is in, intuitive me. Can, can I, can I talk about past lives? Are we allowed to talk about? Yeah. Past yeah. Lives? Oh my gosh. You're allowed to talk okay, about so, whatever. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm not, I, I'm going to get into all the, you know, the twists and turns, but I, I, I think I've done a version of this in almost a significant portion of my past lives. So that just speaks to the intuitiveness of it, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I always live and have lived with this feeling like I'm on the planet to mm-hmm. help people come into soul alignment, to come into the truest um, realization of, and of themselves. And so I've always had that within me. And, um, you know, I went into corporate America in my 20s because I, at that point, felt like it was what I should do and I have to do and I'm kind of obligated to do. I should have a fancy title and I should have a cubicle somewhere <laughs> like the rest of the <laughs> world, you know, to be legit and I should have a paycheck that is legit so I could buy the things I want to buy. And then I reached the age of um, 30. Actually, it was right. It was around my 29th birthday and um you know, a lot of big shifts happened for me and I realized I was deeply unhappy, you know, unhappy doing what I was doing. And this was a tough time as it is for many people because I really had to rectify the logic piece and the cultural conditioning piece that said, well, this is what you should be doing though. You should be in corporate America somewhere. You should be working for someone else. And this is what it should look like in order for you to be happy and successful. I had to kind of rectify all of that conditioning and storyline with, ultimately what I felt like was true for me, which is that I wanted to move into this role of being emotionally at service for humanity. And so it took me a little bit of time to get to that place where then I finally pulled the trigger and I decided to go back to school and get my doctorate in psychology. And that was when I was 30. And so then there was all that, I had all that schooling and I opened up my own personal practice about 10 years ago and that's what I've been doing ever since. So it's been about a decade that I've been in business for myself. And that's kind of like the tightest version I could give you. There's all sorts of, <laughs> you know, twists and turns in there, but that's the gist. Yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. I love that. And I think that really talks to how you're unique in what you do. Um, that's amazing. Thank you. So obviously the I know <clears throat> how these sessions go and why you're so different from um, some of the business coaches out there, but can you just kind of explain like, you know, what makes you a little unique and maybe just like kind of high level um, what a session can feel like. So people kind of understand the experience side a little bit, and then we want to dive into like some really good juicy questions. Yeah. Um, high level. What makes me different? Part of me feels responsible, right, to be like, well, you know, I earned my doctorate in psychology. I have my master's and my doctorate in psychology. I've spent probably on average six hours a day for the last 10 years, you know, uh, listening to people share their fears and their frustrations and doing my absolute best to reintroduce them to purest version of themselves and therefore their truest dreams, right? Which get mitigated and forgotten often. And that's like thousands and thousands of hours of coaching um, that allows me to ultimately and has allowed me to develop very high levels of compassion um, and that necessary skill set to get clients to where they want to go. So I feel responsible to say that, although I'm saying that, and I feel like that's not even the most important thing that makes me different or makes any coach or any therapist or any mentor that you go to different. I think that the, the defining factor, schooling and education and experience aside, is does that mentor, does that coach, does that therapist, whichever name you call them, feel like a good fit for you? 
right? Does it feel like a good fit? Do you feel like the person that you're sitting across from or you're talking to on the phone, like gets you, right? And, 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 and logic is not always going to help you get to that answer, at least not first, right? It's going to be a gut feeling. It's going to be an intuitive feeling. It's going to be feeling like I, you know, maybe I don't know exactly why this person feels like the right fit, but they just feel like the right fit. And then maybe the logic shows up later, like, oh, yeah, and there's this and this and this and that. Okay, I can get behind that logic, too. But I think ultimately it starts with, and, and, and if I could throw a should in there, should gener- generate from a place of, you know, it just really feels good to dialogue with this person. And I have, like, I have a, a innate trust and good sense about the journey we're about to take together. I love that. And I think speaking from, um, so I've been meeting with a business coach almost two years this fall. And I mm-hmm. think going into um, that, you think, you know, it's kind of like, we're just going to talk about business and professional growth. But I like what you're speaking to, it's so much more about the whole person. And I think mm-hmm. where, where you are super unique is making that connection with people. And it's not just about the business, but it's about your personal life, your relationships with, you know, it could be with your husband, with your kids, like it seeps into so many areas, it sounds like, um, which yeah. makes it so much more of a holistic uh, feeling in working with you. Yes, absolutely. And I would say, if I could, that the, the business coaching, the business expansion, right, um, broadening the bandwidth of that must start with the personal coaching. Because if we're just looking at, okay, this is what you've always been doing, so let's always do this, mm-hmm. and we're only focused on that, right, then we're perhaps, not always, right, but for, perhaps we're missing really the gem of the opportunity to come into the awareness and the realization and the knowing that what you've been doing up until this point is not in alignment with you. And so therefore maybe we should not continue this way. Maybe we need to adjust course and that's actually what's going to be in your highest interest. Now the ego doesn't want to do that because the ego wants to keep doing what it's always done because the ego really likes a certain path, meaning right certainty. Right. Yes. Even though perhaps I don't really love or like what I'm doing, it's what I've always done. So I know what to expect and I'm just going to take solace in that, in what I can expect. But that's not where the vibrancy of the soul like lives, right. Or where it desires to go, nor where it really kind of should be, right. Where the soul desires to go and where it should be is in its own soul alignment. Right? It's like puzzle pieces snapping into their place on a game board. Oh, like when you get there, you're like, why did I wait so long to get here? Because this feels just so comfy. It feels just so cheerful. Right? So, and, and maybe Heather can attest this, but there's times where clients, people will come to me and want to talk about continuing to move down a certain business path. And when it feels appropriate and accurate, I'll just try to you know, pepper questions of curiosity around that and kind of poke at it a little bit and see if I can help them see that even though there may be logic behind the path they're currently taking, that there's not a lot of heart. And without the heart piece, right, it's just not sustainable. So let's really talk about what your heart wants, where your heart wants to lead you. Because when we go that way, we are provided for. What do I mean by that? We're provided for physically, we're provided for emotionally, psychologically, and we are provided for financially. You know, and and, and inside that adjust course, if you will, is a large faith component that I will be taking care of. I hope that's not too long of an answer, but I I love it. And it totally leads into what I want to talk about next, which is Mm -hmm. your philosophy of feel good equals things flow. Because, you know, many of the ladies in our community have been forced to stay home right now um, under different circumstances and everyone's feeling a bit restless, whether 
you know, they've yeah. been a stay at home mom and they're now forced to literally stay at home. Um, or, you know, they're big entrepreneurs or they work for, you know, really, you know, office job situation that they're, um, you know, happy or not happy at, who knows, but now everyone's literally at home. Um, and I feel like, you know, I want to talk about that, that philosophy that you have, because I think it's so important. And also just like, what can people do now during this safer at home time to tap into their purpose and kind of explore what they're meant to do, you know, dance with like, is this a time to shift? Am I happy? So I think starting like talking about that process would be really helpful. Yeah, yeah. This is just one of my favorite topics to talk about, because it's just everything. And as you and I have discussed, feel good equals things flow is just the cornerstone of a free, joyous, and expansive life. And it's, it's just something that humanity tends to overlook. I, I'm, and I have been very much included in that oversight. So um, before, I, before I go into feel good equals things flow, I, I think I would just want to start with because we want to be able to connect with our feel good, right? So feel good equals things flow. So what does that mean? When we're feeling good, life flows, because that's just the law of the universe. When we're feeling good, life flows. But if I was just to scooch a little bit backwards, clearly feeling good is a central component in life flowing. Yes, because it's a main part of the equation. So feeling good, coming into feeling good is maybe a whole discussion in and of itself. But if I was to say something about it, I would say when we can relax, right, we lower the internal resistance that's blocking us from receiving, let's say, the next best idea or the next inspiration, yeah, um, the next piece of guidance or advice that's meant for us. So this internal resistance is usually experienced as um, a level of incessant thinking and a, a worriedness, um, you know, especially for us non a busyness, right? There's always 57 things to do a day. Um, over planning, over executing, right? So we want to, and it's essential that we learn how to relax, how to relax ourselves, because it's true that the universe does in fact know better than the ego what's best for us right so therefore if i had to share one recipe again for this free joyous life it would be this simple principle of feel good equals things flow right this is the cornerstone as i said of this really conscious fun co-creation with the universe right because simply put right we get more of what we're focused on that like attracts like so if we're constantly feeling bad Right? and the focus is on worrying about how we're going to make life work, then we, attract, we tend to attract more, work, more to worry about. Right? However, if we're focused on what feels good and what is good, because there's much that is good in our lives, yet we don't choose to focus on it daily, right? we tend to attract more to feel good about. And this, this is the definition of abundance. So when we pay attention to what genuinely feels good to us, we really strengthen and deepen our own self-awareness. I'm hoping you're seeing this connective point here, right? When we feel good, when we pay attention to what feels good to us, we strengthen and deepen our self-awareness, which in turn leads, right, more self-awareness leads to a clearer sense of self-understanding. Yeah. Oh, so we move from, we move away from rather, I don't know what I want. I'm still confused about who I am. Is this going to work out? I don't know which way to turn. We move away from that and we move into, ah, I get me. This is what I'm about. I know who I am. And you know what? I feel really comfortable being me. And this is a practice worth, a process worth practicing every day. So I go through that explanation because the question is centered around, well, how can we use this time where we're feeling restless to become more clear about who we are and, and as an extension of that, our life purpose, right? Well, it's going to be and will be very challenging and sort of cumbersome, if you will, an emotionally cumbersome process, right, to come into that clarity of self 
and therefore life purpose, if we're in our heads all day worried and concerned and choosing to focus on what doesn't feel good to us, because that's just a whole bunch of, like, smoke, right? So coming into sense of self and therefore life purpose requires, absolutely requires a sense of clarity and the focus on feel good. And that's how the process of moving into that, that greater self-understanding and therefore life purpose becomes a lot easier. So, so that's sort of the foundation of, well, how do we get to clarity of self and life purpose? I'm just going to pause for a moment to see if that, if that's resonated and if you're having questions, if I could be more clear. No, that is super helpful. And I'm hearing this for the first time. So I think um, that does, that makes a ton of sense. Um, I think kind of what you're speaking to is coming from your center and feeling clarity can help to see like which different paths, whether it's personal, professional, um, that you should be pursuing because then you're fulfilling your true self. It's really that um, you will feel good if you're heading down the right path, but you have to do the work to figure out what, what that clarity is for you. Um, Cause there's so much distraction, you know, there's a ton of stuff that other people right. are doing. Um, you know, you're flooded with stuff on Instagram and like, Oh, should I be like this person? Should I be like that? And we're not always focused on what we should be personally, you know, like for ourselves and not the, we should be like this because society says or because so-and-so is doing, but what is it that I'm meant to be and do and that can lead me to my purpose? That, that's kind of what I was hearing and what you were explaining. Yes, and, absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just <clears throat> going to give some color just because I've experienced this mm -hmm. literally recently. Um, you know, and Daniel, you, you know, you've said to me a few times, like, stop shitting on yourself. And I kind of mm -hmm. love that because um, you know, there are so many, oh, well, I should be making this sense money. I should be doing this or these kind of societal, you know, things that have been just kind of ingrained in us. And um, <clears throat> I think a lot of like our first sessions were me learning how to unwind some of that and really identify, okay, what just feels good? Like take away the fact that yeah. I, I know that I need to make money, take away the fact that I know I have to do X, Y, and Z, but like still, you know, yeah, like in that, in this, in, in this exact moment, I think you also really taught me like what feels good today may not feel good in a week. And like, you have to really like check in and touch base and understand to keep yourself on that path that flows. But it's like, it's not like, you know, today, okay, this feels good. And in six months, it's still going to feel the same way. And that, and that was really a lot of our beginning work was getting me to just understand like, touching in on that process what does it truly mean and like it's it, you know some people i think could hear this and, and maybe they're not like you know too big on the spiritual side but they're thinking like okay i can't just do what feels good all day people like i've got to make money i've got to like you know it's not like we're saying like throw everything to the wolves and just like you know if it feels good to eat bonbons and watch netflix all day that's what you should do and you're going to make a million dollars a year like that's not like what's being said and so um i think it's like such a good um you know, it was a good learning for me too to understand like just finding that rhythm and, and how I can continue to like follow the things that light me up but and also make it in a way that I feel successful too because that's something that I value. Yes, so there's just so much to kind of unpack there but I, the last thing that's sort of imprinted in my mind at this moment that I really want to respond with is the present moment is the present. The present moment is the present. So just reinforcing this idea of what you said, Heather, that it, the, in this present moment is the gift of awareness, is the gift of self-awareness. Self and so this practice of feeling good is a moment-by-moment moment practice. It's not something that we're going to just choose to do once and then it's done. It, it's a process of practice. So we will just continue to be in that process of practicing, well, how do I feel right now? And how do I feel right now? And what would feel good for me right now? And what would feel good for me right now? And so you're absolutely correct. What, and here's just like another kind of catchphrase, what's right for right now is right. And you and I have talked about that. What's right mm -hmm. for right now is right. And you've been in moments of that at your life, in your life recently where we said, okay, well, what's right for your life is right now. With, yeah, and you just have to be in what you're in right now and live your way into the answer because you will. 
right? right? Because you will. And what's right for right now is it's teaching you something. It's serving a purpose. So, so yes, then this, this notion of feeling good is not something that we're going to choose just one time. No, we're going to moment by moment choose to be self-aware of what's in our highest interest at this moment, knowing that that's going to continue to ebb and flow and morph and grow as we do. Love that. And I think too, something that, um, you know, when you're talking is that is the value of having a mentor or coach like yourself and also like making your, the people you work with or your personal community tribe, like aware of what you're doing so you can be, um, reminded of and held accountable because I think it's really hard to you know you have great conversations and, and you and you feel it and you're in it and you're like this is great and then like you said you have to keep choosing it and you have to keep making the conscious decision of like okay now now how am I feeling what I'm going to do now when you know and it's a lot of personal work but it's also that um, having that person or people that can hold you accountable to keep you in that mode I think um, is really what is the value in working with someone like yourself yeah 100% yeah, I think, um, thank you for saying that. And, um, you know, there's so many helpful tools and tips and tricks for being in this work that's out there, including my own collection of it. And I think, and I believe that there's a certain degree of growth and expansion that can come from picking up a book and reading and practicing these tools on your own. And then I think there's perhaps a whole other level of expansion that comes from having a mentor in your life that will help you habituate the new mindsets and beliefs and actions and words that you would like to move into because it's so easy to just return to the path that we've always taken. So I've always believed that having a mentor is, yes, helpful to introduce, to unpack some of the ways that don't serve us and to come into the really the clarity and understanding of that, to introduce new, um, more serving tools. Um, But also what's so key and essential about the relationship is not just those first two components, but particularly this third component, which is we're together long enough that someone is with you to help you habituate the new ways. So, so all the new ways are not just intel and information you now know that's somewhere in mentally packed away in your brain, but it becomes a way of life and that just takes practice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so shifting a little bit more just to focus on, I think, you know, business jobs specifically, I know there's a lot of women out there and I was one myself a couple of years back before I decided to take the leap and work for myself. Um, I think a lot of people are in the position of making their work, their passion um, and feeling like, you know, my job, my nine to five has to also be what I'm passionate about. Um, in getting that fulfillment there. But in some cases, it's not always that way. It's like you're making great money, but it might not be your passion. So maybe you're doing something on the side. Can you talk a little bit about like finding your passion and it not having to just be in your career or, you know, kind of where else can you pursue like your life purpose and it not all be around your job? I think that's a lot what people are grappling with is like, how do I marry the two together? And do I, or do I keep them separate? Um, How does that kind of like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that come to you like that <laughs> as well. It's like, I'm not passionate about my job, but I still need to make money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to return to kind of this main theme that we have today, which is feel good equals things flow. Feel good equals life flows. Um, the ego is going to have a lot of reasons why you can't leave your nine to five job that's paying the bills, but you don't like Um, and I'm not, I'm definitely not intimating or suggesting that, you know, next Thursday at 7am you quit your job just because you don't like it. I 
do believe that we need to practice a degree of responsibility. If you have a mortgage to pay and you have kids and you have, you know, we want to be able to do that comfortably throwing yourself into financial panic is certainly not going to set us off well to find our feel good, right? Because we're going to be so financially overwhelmed. Um, there's, in my estimation, there's no absolute have to's in life. The have to's are a projection of the mind. I have to do this. But it's going to be and will be much more serving to play with that and say, even just start with, maybe I don't have to. People are going to be white knuckles going, no, I have to keep this job in order to pay the bills. I can't really look at my passion or my passion is going to have to wait, or I can only spend an hour a week on my passion or yeah. Um, so you can't just rip the job away from the ego, the way you would pull a toy out of a three-year-old's hand, because we all know there's probably a lot of women on this call. You know, <laughs> you cannot just take the toy out of the child's hand. It's like, you know, Armageddon, like the whole world is going to burn up in a flame of dust like it just makes your life harder I'm sure every mom out there has tried I'm just gonna take it out of their hand because I'm the boss and then you take it out of their hand and then you just made your life so much more difficult you're, well you're like here it is here it's back it's back there's the toy yeah yeah you're down. like okay so you basically down, 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 right back to yeah. never mind never oh mind, my mind. god <laughs> yeah yeah okay here it is here it is <laughs> oh my god it's so okay so so no so so the ego is in many ways that like that aspect inside of us, the have to, should, obligation aspect of us who sees the world and ourselves through that perspective is like a three-year-old and you can't just take the toy, in this case, the job out of their hand because it's, we're just going to bounce right back to how we were before, right? The child just starts crying, has a total meltdown and just wants the toy back. The ego is just going to want its job back and it's going to be like, I cannot focus until I have my job back. You can't just take my job away from me. So we have to just sort of investigate whether this job, let's say, is right to keep or not right to keep. And you write very loosely, you know, in your highest interest and mm -hmm. you switch it to that to keep or not. So the best way to approach this, the softest way to approach this is with this, 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 this aspect of maybe, this term maybe, the energy of maybe. Because from the place of maybe, it becomes a lot easier to shift vibration. It becomes a lot easier to open your heart. The heart becomes more allowing and the mind relaxes. So perhaps we start with, with maybe I don't have to keep this job or work this job in the way I am now. Right? And that feels a lot more comfortable. For the mind and the ego mm -hmm. that says, I can't just give it up. What are you talking about? You're nuts. I've got responsibilities. You don't know me. Maybe your life's easier than mine. Right? But from the place that maybe it's like, hmm, all right, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and you can have fun with that, I'm too. Like, I think that's where I yeah. struggled. It's like, it's supposed to be black and white. I'm supposed to know. I have such a hard time with the gray area. And, like, something I've discovered over the last couple of years is, like, I have a really hard time sitting in the inquiry. I like n having these questions not answered is really hard for me because I'm like so black and white. And I think a lot of people are because they feel comfortable knowing, um, you know, what's right and yeah. what's wrong and all these things that we've like grown up with. But it's like, if you take that all away, there is no right and wrong. Like you can invent what you want. You can make it what you want. Like the future really is what you want it to be. Um, but it's so hard from how we've been raised and how we've been ingrained to like believe these certain things that, that we really can take, you know, our life by the reins and decide what we want to do with it. And if, you know, you can explore something and be like, okay, that was not right, but I had fun exploring it and I'm going to try this path and while still being responsible, <clears throat> you know, making your money and paying your mortgage and all that. But I think you're right is that like exploring those different avenues um, can, can lead you to something bigger and better and more serving yes. your true self. Yes. And if I was to finesse that at all, I might say it's not a course of right or wrong. It's a matter of arriving at what's true. Mm -hmm. The ego's going to want to make it, well, what's right and what's wrong. It's going to want to go into that black and white thinking. It's going to want that. Because, again, it really wants that, that, def, that definitiveness, if you will. But our soul is here, right? Our spirit is here. Really, like our prime responsibility, our primary responsibility and quote-unquote job, if you will, is to arrive at 
soul alignment. Now, soul alignment is essentially living a life that is in our highest interest, right? Living a life that we're just going to come back to feels good. Or let's return to this word, what's true. The soul alignment is all about coming into arriving at what's true, not necessarily arriving at right or wrong. I know what you're intimating, so I'm on the same page with you, but I think it's helpful yeah. to sort of introduce that that nuance because I, I think it makes it the journey more clear, the destination point more clear. Oh, yes, I'm searching for, my intention is to arrive at the clarity and the understanding and the knowing of what's true for me beyond what the ego thinks is right or wrong for me. Because mm-hmm. when we snap into what's true, we snap into a soul alignment, right? And then it all just, it all just stacks up really easily. Yeah. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. so there is no have to in life. It's what, well, what do you want to do? Intimating, well, what feels good for you? Because that's something you probably deeply want for yourself. So there's no, right um, calibration of passion project versus job. That's Mm going to look different depending on the individual. For some people, it may be um, three days a week working for a company, right, in corporate America, that is more traditional, but that person feels like, oh, I really align with the mission of the company. And there's an opening in this company that requires a skill set and an interest level that I have. And that feels good. So I would really like, and it would really feel good for me to work at this company three days a week for this many hours getting paid this much. And it would also feel really good for me to have these other two days where I get to be creative in this other aspect of my life that also makes Mm. me really happy. So it really could just be any way. Right, it could it, it could come together in a multitude of you know varieties, if you will. Um, does that help answer the question? Is that clear? Yeah, that definitely does. And I think when I was referring to right and wrong, <clears throat> that's where I struggle. My brain keeps going back to that, you know. And I will always, <laughs> I'm like, well, I shouldn't. And then and then I'm like, oh my gosh, like stop. It's so hard not to get your, your mindset out of right and wrong, um, you know, because of these things we've been conditioned by. So I think that it's very, that's very helpful in um, bringing that clarity that you did. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah. And the ego usually won't want you to do what it thinks is wrong because it sees that path as unsafe. Translation, it doesn't see that path as certain. There's a degree of right. uncertainty about it, mm-hmm. but that doesn't, mean it's not the true path right ego's just doing its job it sort of wants to help you survive but the ego's job is not to help you thrive it's just to help you survive so again remember that you don't have to go black or white you can just start well with maybe maybe i don't have to do it in exactly the way i'm doing it right now and then as you enter that vibration of maybe again it really does help open the heart and the mind to be more allowing of what? More allowing of creativity to come through, inspiration to come through, the next step, guidance, right? Because as long as we have that internal resistance of, oh, I just can't do that because I can't afford it, let's say, or I just can't do that because I don't have the time, let's say, then we literally are putting ourselves, imagine that we're putting ourselves in a room with no windows and no doors. Oh, there's no way out now. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. There's no way out. I just have to do the thing I've always been doing. But when we introduce this energy of maybe, sort of this mid-zone, it's a nice way of sort of kneading the dough, if you will. Right? You just start working with it. You're not asking for any faster, furious changes. But when you introduce the energy of maybe, it's like we just put a door in a window in the room. It's like, oh, maybe there's a way out. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Cool. So in hearing you both talk about that, it also made me think about one thing too, you know, for if you and I are such people pleasers and we're like, you know, we don't like to do things that are wrong, like, and, you know, we both have different personalities, but that's something that I think we're both similar in. And like, it made me think, you know, Danielle, are we, 
trying to please our ego too much and not our hearts. Like, you know, it kind of gives us those thoughts of like, Oh, like, be careful. That's risky. Or like, you know, try to keep, keep us in that path that, you know, our ego wants us to be in. And as we're trying to break away and do more of kind of like what is feel good equals things flow, we have these moments of like fear or uncertainty or, I mean, what a lot of people feel, but I think sometimes I feel like, Oh, like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do that. Like, and I'm, it kind of just like all of a sudden light bulb as you were talking, like, is that part of our like people pleaser problem? Like, and that's kind of why we keep getting stuck there. Sure. And we being me, I don't know if Brooke, if this happens with you, but I know that we have that similar like character. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little bit, you know? Yeah. So this is, this is kind of an offshoot of feel good versus things, uh, not versus feels good equals things flow. Right. So all these, um, teachings, if you will, are all essentially interconnected. We can isolate them to a certain extent and say, okay, let's practice this recipe today. But if we step back and look at all the teachings, essentially all the recipes do sort of blend together, right? So in order to feel good and therefore allow our life to flow in a joyous, free, and expansive way, we must prioritize thinking of ourselves first, considering ourselves first, yeah? And it gets a little messy, um, or the ego gets a little bit messy because we get, the ego kind of gets into, but I have this obligation to this person and I should do this for this person, but I'm in this role as this person to this other person and that requires me to therefore do all of these things that maybe I'm not so happy about doing. But I should. <laughs> you all say that, right? So, um, a way to sort of back out of people pleasing is to be mindful of, I'm going to introduce this concept of self-love, that self-love is an awareness, right? So we want to really begin with self-love. So self-love, okay, this is going to speak to people pleasing ego stuff. Self-love is not, it does not rather translate to not caring or considering anyone else. Because often when the ego is in this, well, I should do this for this other person, or this would make this other person happy, although I'm not really clear that it makes me happy, the, the, the ego is thinking, well, if I don't do this, then I'm bad, or I'm not as good, or I'm letting people down, yeah? But very often in that equation, we're not and have not considered our own well-being first. We have not considered our own feel-good first, Yeah? But I want to be really clear to the ego and the thinking mind right now that self-love and that consideration of self first does not translate to not caring or considering about anyone else. It's not a notion of extremes, right? So you do not have to choose between your happiness and another's, right? We can find a happy medium, as they say, where we hold the intention of finding and coming into a win-win solution for all involved, Yeah. So Mm, self-love is an awareness rather than an exact act. And this is like probably a whole other conversation, right? But so it's in this present moment, right? It is in a present moment by moment awareness, back to what we were talking about before, of self that results in a loving, self-regarding and honoring choice. So self-love and the feel good, by the way, both related, it's not spending a whole bunch of money you don't have under the guise of love and compassion, right? Or eating bonbons all day. Because is it really self-loving to take an expensive trip, trip yet not have the money in the bank to afford it, right? No, because when you return home, how's it going to feel to not have the funds to easily pay for that trip? How's it going to feel after you eat four tubs of ice cream? You're not going to feel good. So that does not translate to feel good equals things flow, right? Because self-love does not feel bad. Self-love and self-consideration and self-honoring feels good. And it's, it's pretty simple, actually, but the ego likes to make it so complicated. However, in what world would true self-love feel bad? I mean, I think we would agree it would not. So, yes, we want to follow this inner awareness, right? And, and it is not, as the ego or culture might inform, bad to prioritize and consider our needs, our desires, and our intentions first. And so and doing so does not translate to you, to us being self-centered in a way where there is little or no regard for others. 
Therefore, it's our responsibility to really carve this path of permission to be self-honoring and self-respecting first. Yes? So we come to that clarity first. As we go into any decision, we stop and we pause. Any decision, any decision. But to your question, a decision regarding should I move into this act with another person, right? Should I move forward in this with another person? We're calling it people-pleasing right now, right? But you come into this clarity first. And then from that place, consider, right? This is like step two. Consider how can I create a win-win solution for, for all? And so you see this is the best and the highest way to harmony all around. And everyone wins. And everyone is pleased. And no one, especially you, is left out. Right? And this ego has this argument. The ego has an argument, well, you're going to be better or a good person if you forego your needs and wishes in place of another's. Right? So whether it's a parent or a child or a coworker, a partner, right? But when you only ever consider them and their needs without first pausing to be self-regarding and self-honoring, all this translates to is a bankruptcy in your inner world, right? So as anyone on this call is most likely already experienced, including myself, we just end up feeling lost and left and left out and without when we fall into this habit of not regarding ourselves. So first, you first, like, so gets in completion of this point, you come, you come first. <laughs> and others and their desires are there for you to co-create with. Not to be ignored, but to co-create with. And again, that self-love and awareness is a momentary act. Yeah? Okay. I know I just said a whole lot. <laughs> but hopefully it helps answer, it hopefully it's around, like, a whole, like, it captures the whole context of it. It it does, and it actually, um, you're so intuitive, <clears throat> leads into our next question, which is actually <clears throat> asked um, by one of our listeners. And um, really, so, like, speaking of self-worth, um, I know a lot of women have a hard time, you know, owning their true value, knowing how to price their services, knowing how to ask for that raise, like, really discovering what the true, you know, market value is of their, you know, themselves and their job services, you know, whatever it is, depending on if they're, you know, working for someone or an entrepreneur. So this is kind of like a more like direct kind of specific question, but how do you own your own value, you know, ask for the right exchange um, in business to whether it's asking your boss for that raise or, um, you know, really, knowing your worth when you're putting out those prices. I know this is something I had to go through on the business side with Clover of, you know, wanting to seal the deal with a, with a, um, you know, amazing brand or just knowing like sometimes um, we're more on like, you know, what seemed high in the actual number, but like in the scheme of things from an agency side of things, we're pretty in the middle for as far as rates, but sometimes it's hard. Like, you're, it's just a lot of money, and but you know that's the value you're bringing. So my long-winded question is, how do you not do what I just did and try to justify all these different things and panic when you just need to know your value? Like, how do you get that <clears throat> charge in yourself? Okay, so it's just so, again, so in line with our theme today. I recommend not going into, I recommend not going into a lot of, consideration and logic around what should I price this at before we at least pause. I'm going to just say for an hour, <laughs> right? I mean, it's more than that. I understand that sometimes we just need to put something out there just to get it out there because it's a matter of timeliness, right, um, and efficiency. But please see how it is very challenging to own and know your value in business if you're not practicing that personally because if you're not feeling and not treating yourself as if you are of value through this practice of self-love and awareness that we just began to talk about really then how can we have clarity around what we're worth in the business arena so this is me just saying and we, I know we don't have all the time for it today but please at least see and acknowledge 
the correlation between those two aspects. We can't treat ourselves like shit in our everyday life, right? With hygiene mm-hmm. and food or moving or not moving or in our romantic relationships or our relationships with friends or family and then expect to go out into the business arena and command a high net worth, right? Mm-hmm. Because those yeah. two vibrations are out of sync with one another. Yeah? They're Ooh, polar opposites. Totally. Yeah, so we want to get them into that synchronicity, that harmony that we've been talking about this entire call. So again, please continue to see that everything that happens in business is just an extension of what's already happening personally in our world. Yeah? So everything we talked about on this call, right, try to move into the practice in whatever way you can. It was limited time for so much information, but, but try to move into a practice of some of the aspects and tools that we talked about today. Try to see where you can incorporate those into your lives. Yeah. And there is no self-love list to follow and get right. I can make suggestions of what self-love could be, right? Books do that and internet, the internet does that. But the truth is that self-love is deeply personal. Self, the knowing, right? The connection with your own self-worth is personal. I might tell you to take a 20-minute walk in Mother Nature on Monday, to go on a hike on Tuesday, enjoy a nap on Wednesday, eat a tub of ice cream on Thursday. But that does not mean that after completing those line items that I type out on my blog or whatever it is, that you, you will necessarily feel self-love and feel self-worth. And that's because that's my list of suggestions, not yours, right? So you see it will feel you will feel self-love, you will feel self-worth as you grow your willingness and patience to pause in any moment you see fit and consider what would I like right now? What would feel good to me? How can I be happy? What makes me happy? Right? So we're talking about prioritizing awareness over action in any aspect of our life because it's through that awareness it's really without that awareness that life feels like chaos and incompletion and dissatisfaction. But action, in this case, what should I charge for my packages, right? Action informed by compassion and self-awareness feels like hitting the bullseye in life, right? And who would not deeply enjoy more of that experience? Yeah? Now, as a second point, if you're doing or tip or whatever you may call it, when you do come to the point, one does come to the point of, okay, I'm ready now. I feel like I've been good to myself. I feel like I am practicing being good to myself. I am honoring my own self-worth first and foremost with me. I'm now ready to consider this number of what I should charge. Okay, we're at that precipice. Put some numbers out there. Everybody's industry is going to be slightly different, right? But consider a few numbers, right, that are in the feel-good zone. Could this feel good? Could this feel good? Could this feel good? Let's just say we have three. Okay? So you've got your three numbers. Now, one by one, lean into those numbers and go, does this feel good for me? How would it feel if I did charge? I'm just going to pick an arbitrary number, $2,500 for this. How would it feel good if I charged $197 for this? How would it feel if this is up? And sort of also check within yourself, do I believe for the most part that I could receive that? Now, if I, for example, if I went out tomorrow and I said, and I put it out there that each individual session with me, each one hour session with me is going to be um, $9,999, right? I don't really believe I could currently get that. Like, I don't really believe I could currently receive that. That feels a little unbelievable for me, right? And so because there's this aspect of me that doesn't believe I could get 10000 receive $10,000 for a one-hour session, I'm just not going to put it out there quite yet because I'm not in alignment with the frequency of that number. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to want to kind of feel into a number, a package number, or a per session number, let's say, right? 
that feels abundant but also feels believable enough. And so those are probably the, the, the few pointers I would give on um, the answer to that question. Is that helpful? Yes, it is, definitely. And um, I, I got like all like, ooh, when you started talking about how, you know, obviously our, our self-worth and how we treat ourselves absolutely parlays into what we get, you know, in business and in the outside world. So that was just kind of like, yeah. you know, a knowledge bomb. Um, even though I've, I've heard things like that from you before, it still is just like, ah, oh, duh. Um, and, you know, I think us women as a whole can be good about minimizing certain things about ourselves. And so I just think it's a good reminder to really like tune in, know your worth, know your value, know you as a person and like honor yourself. Don't, you know, we're looking in the mirror a million times right now. And a lot of us look a lot worse than we normally do on any given day. Cause we're just kind of at home and don't care. Like don't knock yourself down, have positive thoughts, like re you know, be your biggest cheerleader and be your biggest advocate. Um, and that's going to translate into everything else that you're doing. So I love that. Um, and I just wanted to mention quickly, um, you know, if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, please do. We have the feel good equals things flow, um, document from Danielle that we will be sharing in our newsletter next week. Um, so if you haven't already subscribed, please do. And, um, it'll kind of bring full circle this whole conversation. Cause like Danielle said, I know this was a lot, but it really does circle back to all of that. Like feel, feel good equals things slow. Like just always tell yourself that and get yourself back to center with that. And I think that that'll just help certain things click. Um, if you aren't lucky enough, like I am to be working with someone like Danielle right now to keep you on track. <laughs> <laughs> and for those women, I know there's so much great information today. So for those women who are chomping up a bit to work with you and get some more, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with you, where can people connect with you? Where can they find you? Yes, my website's the best place. So it's danielle-dowling.com. And there's all, such a, all sorts of goodies to read and take a look at over there. And if you have any questions or thoughts or feelings, you, you can always sign up for what I call a discovery call. Um, and you can do that through my Connect page. There's lots of pages, actually, lots of points on my website where you can do that. Um, but you can sign up for a complimentary discovery call, and we can just get to know each other a little better and see if we're perhaps the right fit, and I can be of service to you. Awesome. And then yes, I know you do something on Thursdays that um, are free coaching Thursdays. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, who, me? Free coaching Thursdays? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you, I'm definitely not coaching check. yet. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I didn't hear the beginning of the question. Oh, I was like, I, oh, you guys have free coaching? Um, on, <laughs> on, Wednesday, <laughs> on Wednesdays, on, are you talking about Wednesdays on my Radiant Living Facebook page? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. On Wednesday. Sorry, that was my it's bad. actually, no, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. That's, thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, so normally on Wednesdays on my, in my pri private Facebook group, Radiant Living, so you can look it up on Facebook, Radiant Living, um, uh, from 12 noon to 1 PM Pacific time on Wednesdays, I open up the forum, um, to answer any questions that the members may have about attracting um, love into their lives, overcoming pain, hurt, confusion, creating more abundance for themselves, working in partnerships, relationships, you name it. And I'll answer your questions within the group. Um, you do need to request access. I think everybody knows how to do that at this point with Facebook groups. Um, I will say since uh, coronavirus has hit, that's been a little more difficult for me to do that because I have Aiden with me more often. Um, but I have full faith that we are going to collectively as a whole, we're going to emerge from coronavirus well and wiser and more clear about ourselves individually and as a collective whole. And so I have faith that, you know, things will return to normal within there too. But I encourage you to definitely join and come on over and I'll do my best to answer your question in a timely manner. 
Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, also make sure to subscribe to Danielle's newsletter when you head to her website, because there's also amazingness that comes from that all the time, as well as reminders for those free coaching moments. Um, and thank you, Dr. Danielle Dowling. I want to insist that. Um, but DVD. thank you so much for spending, yeah, DVD, DVD, right? Cubed. I was like trying to think of what would three be. Wow. Um, right. Math obviously Riding. was not much. Yeah. You're the trifecta. Um, but thank you so much for spending yeah. your time with us today. This is awesome. I know our listeners had really asked about it. So I'm excited for them to tune in as well and just be able to hear a little snippet of what I've been doing the past few months and um, being able to experience this working with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, everyone, we will talk to you soon. Love you, mean it. Bye. Thank you for joining A Space for Soul. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll, we'll love, love you forever. forever. For more information on today's topics, the notes from this episode can be found on our website, soulspace.co forward slash podcast. That's soulspace, S-O-L-S-P-A-C-E dot co forward slash podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at soulspace.co. Catch us next week at the same place, same time. And as always, feel free to tell a friend. Toodles. Toodles.